Blog Talk Radio. Packers 
are probably just as good as Cromartie and Revis. I'd say that they're pretty even. Uh, I know people have said that they're better than Cromartie and Revis. I don't believe that as an unbiased Chef fan. And once again, I think we're going to have a close game, but it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I really think it's going to be a high-scoring affair uh, with little defense, um, you know, little defense in the mix. But I do think that the Green Bay Packers move on to Super Bowl 45. They win 28 to 24. But here's the kicker: they will be down 24 to 21, and Green Bay will drive in the last minute to score a touchdown and win it. So I can see Green Bay coming back when they'll be down 24-21. Green Bay scores a late touchdown with Aaron Rodgers again, and they move on to Super Bowl 45. DG. JB, that's a very specific prediction, and uh, I would actually love to see that come to pass because, you know, they could say it was predicted here first on Pure Gold. I could not agree with you more. I'm not sure if the game is going to end up the way that you just predicted it, but the fact is that I agree with you. I believe that the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl, but that is a side note, folks. Um, this is really the last true weekend of NFL football because, as we all know, uh, the Super Bowl is really more about uh, family, fun. It's basically a national holiday. So you know, a lot of times the games really aren't that good. Um, towards the end for the past couple of years, you know, they've been pretty interesting, but most of the part the games can drag on. I believe that the Packers, again, are going to take this game. I believe that they're going to beat the Bears. It's going to be a high-scoring affair indeed. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is a better quarterback than Jay Cutler, and I think he's on his game. He's going to get the job done. He's going to make it happen and do – what he said he would do. You know, the Packers knew what they were doing when they let Brett Favre go. I said this a couple of weeks ago, but I believe that, uh, you know, the Bears are a good team. There is no doubt about it. No way, shape, or form, folks. Bears aren't going to get the job done. Don't like any team in Chicago. Not picking them. I totally, totally think that the Pack are going to get it done. I think it's going to be an all-green Super Bowl, folks. Uh, because of that, I'm going to move on to the next game. Uh, I know that wasn't too much of an in-depth analysis, but that's what we paid JB the big bucks. The Jets versus the Steelers, and folks, feeling good about gangrene. I feel, I don't want to say anything blasphemous, but I almost feel like a Jets fan. I feel that good about the Jets' chances. The fact of the matter is, I cannot stand the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't want them to win. They have two Super Bowls. Mr. Ben Roethlisberger has one more than my quarterback, uh, Eli Manning, and let's keep it that way, not two more. Don't want him to go. I think that whoever comes out of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl, hands down, lock it up, throw away the key, folks. I honestly think the Jets are going to do it. I think the Jets will get the job done. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring affair, but I think that Sanchez will lead his team down when it counts. Um, I cannot emphasize, folks, how much I dislike Pittsburgh. You know, they're one of the true dynasties in football. They've won a ton of uh, Super Bowls, more than any other team. And the fact of the matter is that I just don't want them to win. I honestly think that there's something wrong in that town where the football team is so good and their baseball team is an absolute disgrace. The Pirates need to just put all their money, sink it into the Steelers, folks. I honestly think that uh, the Jets are, are on the road to destiny. They're on the road to victory. I think JB is going to be a very happy man come the first week in, in uh, February, the Jets, folks, will be the Super Bowl champions. With that being said, most likely the Jets will get blown out and not score a point because, as we know, my predictions have been pretty much terrible and the opposite of spot on for these couple weeks. I hope for the sake of my partner, I'm correct. I know he's going to pick the Jets, and I know he's going to get into it right now, folks. But lock it up. Jets will win on the road. Mark Sanchez will become the all-time winningest quarterback. On the road, postseason history, JB, please break it down and tell us why the New York Jets are going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. DG, thank you. Well, folks, the same old Jets, you know, back here again in the AFC title game. That is the new motto. It's the same old Jets back in the AFC title. So for the AFC title, it's the New York Jets versus the Pittsburgh Steelers at 6.30 p.m. on Channel 2 CBS. Let's break it down. Basically, the Jets won the, the the only matchup this year in Week 15, 22 to 17. Uh, basically, the first time in seven tries that the Jets actually beat Pittsburgh in Heinz Field. But again, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers will spin it that they had no Palomaro, they were banged up, and you know it'll be a different story this time. But you know we'll see what happens with that. But the Jets did beat Pittsburgh head to head in Pittsburgh, 22 to 17. What I find interesting is also is Rex Ryan's tactic this year, um, this this game, not this year. Um, usually he's been pretty much trash talking. Um, you know, last week he was doing a lot of trash talking about the Patriots, 
and this this week it seems like more of a killing kill them with kindness you know you know everybody loves each other um nobody wants to say anything wrong to upset the other team it's it's very interesting i think that these two teams are pretty similar in that regard uh in terms of their strengths and weaknesses but uh, we'll see how that goes. But it's just interesting that Rex Ryan has, you know, approached this this week much differently than last week. Everyone talks about, you know, the Jets possibly having a letdown after being the Patriots, their division rivals. But let's not forget, folks, that the Pittsburgh Steelers did beat their divisional rivals, the Baltimore Ravens. And they, you know, they're not going to admit this, but they were relieved beyond belief that they didn't have to go up to New England and play the Patriots for the AFC title. And they are so happy that they're playing the Jets. Like, it's going to be an easy piece of cake. You know, we're going to revenge, avenge that loss from Week 15, and we're going to go win the Super Bowl again. But you know what? It's not going to happen, folks. It's not going to happen. Let's also not forget that the Steelers were down 21-7 to at the half. And if not for a fumble by Ray Rice and a pick by Joe Flacco, this team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not in this game right now. It's the Baltimore Ravens. It's just... It's just a shame that the Baltimore Ravens cracked under the pressure. And, again, let's not forget they were down 21-7 to at home to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore, you know, um, Baltimore, I got Baltimore on my mind, DG. Uh, basically, the, Pits- the Pittsburgh uh, offensive line is pretty banged, backed up, um, banged up, and they got, they're playing with two backups. So I think the Jets really need to put pressure on Ben, ben Roethlisberger and get to him, but not only get to him and hit him. Yeah, not only get to him and hit him, but they have to also sack him because we know that Ben Roethlisberger is probably the hardest quarterback to take down. Um, you know, Peyton Manning, when he knows he's going to be sacked, he'll go down. Tom Brady, same thing, he'll go down. But Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he doesn't play with his heart. Uh, he doesn't play with his mind. He plays more with his heart. So this guy, Definitely. you know, he'll play, with a bro- he'll, play, he'll play with a broken nose. He'll play with a broken leg. It doesn't matter. The idea is to get him, hit him hard, and knock him down create turnovers, strip the ball from him, do anything to get that ball out of his hands. The Jets, they're on a roll right now. They're 4-1 the last two years in the playoffs, on the road, and Mark Sanchez is looking to become, believe it or not, folks, 5-1 and one in the playoffs the last two years and all on the road, which would be an NFL record. I also think that the Jets special teams will have to play better. Rutherford will have to definitely uh, pin the Steelers deep in their own, end, uh, deep in their own zone. Um, I don't think those touchbacks that he kicked against the Patriots um, if he does that again this week, I think he'll come back to haunt him. So Rutherford has to have a better game. And Folk is going to have to make one or two field goals, you know, I think at th- at least 35 yards or more. So, Folk, you better you better not mess this up or else it'll be, see you later, folks. We'll drop you like a bad habit. I think that the Jets have the better talent. I think that their defense is playing the best it's played the last two years, against, especially against Indianapolis and New England. And, folks, this is our time. J-E-T-S equals Super Bowl this year. We've made the the progress. All the suffering, all the suffering Jeff fans, all the painful years, all the miserable years, all those Richie Cote years, it all comes to an end this year, folks. It all comes to an end. Folks, the Jets are going to Super Bowl this year, and I really believe that. We're going to Dallas. Jets 23, Pittsburgh 13, Super Bowl 45. Here we come, Jeff fans. And speaking, folks, of Jet fans, first of all, let me just say that that is why JB gets paid the big bucks. If anything, he's the Mike Francesa of this team. I'm the mad dog. He's the one with all the credentials, folks. Great analysis by JB. We have a special call on the line, folks. Let me open up the airwaves. Who could it be? 551, you are live, sir, and you're on the air. This is the one true green blood. Gentlemen, oh. how are we this evening? <laughs> how are you doing, Green Blood? Green Blood, break it down for us, sir. How do you feel about your team? I see I've stepped up now. I'm a special caller. You're <laughs> definitely a special caller. Definitely, player. definitely. <laughs> I'm feeling really good. I feel really confident about my team. Uh, I, I, I am exuding confidence. I think that they're going to go up there and I'm gonna do, I think they're going to do really, really well. I'm not nervous. I'm not I'm feeling any anxiety. I feel really confident, more confident than I have. I was telling my wife yesterday, I haven't felt this confident since I walked out of Giant Stadium in 2004 after having spurned the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know what happened <laughs> the week after that. Yep. But we are, we are circling our, our the wagons. We are bringing in all our good karma. Um, as far as uh, this Jets game goes, uh, defense, 
I don't think they necessarily have to knock Roethlisberger down. They just need to strip the ball. He's known to fumble that ball a lot in the backfield because he doesn't hold on to it. He's a big galoot, as my wife likes to call him, but he's that he one-hands the ball all the time. All we've got to do is get the big cat around him and just swipe at that ball. Stopping the run is going to be key. We've got to stop that run, make him throw the ball, um, lock down those receivers on the outside, and just keep Roethlisberger in the pocket. It's when he extends the play that he kills teams. And as far as, as the Jets' uh, offense goes, I mean, 100 yards rushing. We need 100 yards rushing. Uh, Sanchez has got to go with those quick-release, high-percentage passes again. That seemed to work really well. Definitely. And Braylon and Santonio, all right, now, I've heard some different analysis. I'm more apt to go with the, uh, the nervous Nelly in the first quarter. Sanchez has got to go out there and be calm in that first quarter. He's got to get the ball to, the, to his receivers. And Braylon and Santonio, if that ball hits you in the hands, you've got to catch that damn thing. We cannot leave any receptions on the field. That's going to be the key. We've got to move the ball. That's I have no doubt. On the catch game. Yeah, I have no doubt that Sanchez is going to come out and play a good game from the get-go. Let's not forget that last year, as a rookie quarterback, he went into Indianapolis and he pretty much, you know, brought them down for two straight touchdowns, and they were up 14 to three at one point. So I don't think Sanchez is going to be that, you know, be that nervous. I, I just think that the Jets' defense has to set the tone from the get-go. It's those high, it's those high passes. You know what I mean? Those, right. those, those overthrows. You know the. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't really listen too much to what Joe Willie Namath has to say when it comes to playing football too much. Because the, the game has passed him by by like three decades, first of all. But <laughs> when he says that, you know, he goes out there in the first quarter and those high passes are because of nerves, I tend to believe that. I do tend to believe that. Once he settles down, he makes a few completions, and he starts throwing strikes, and it's no problem. Right. So he needs to be a little bit calmer when he first goes out there. That's the way I see it. So uh, yeah. Jets, 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 I'm saying – 24-13, and we roll on to Dallas. Well, that now sounds know. really familiar. It sounds like like Cole just said that a couple minutes ago. No, I said 23-13. You're lying. That's a lie. No, it's not. I wrote it down. <laughs> Todd, there's, I mean, Mr. Greenblood, there's only basically one other game, and that's the NFC title game. Um, can you just tell us what you just, you know, give us some um, some thoughts on that game and who's going to go to the Super Bowl to meet the Jets? Oh, well, I definitely think it's going to be the Packers. It's not who I want there. Okay. Believe you me, I want the Bears there. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you go back and you look at the season that the Bears have had, they had a great season. They won a lot of games a bunch against, against a bunch of losers. They haven't <laughs> beat any quality opponents except for us. We're the only quality opponent that they beat. I don't want to hear about, you know, how, how they thoroughly thrashed Seattle. I mean, come on. A 7-9 team we're talking about here. Regardless, they won their division. They earned the right to be in the playoffs. But they sucked. Let's be perfectly <laughs> honest. They stunk. They didn't play a single team that was decent. When they played the Packers the first time, Aaron Rodgers didn't even play. Come on now. Come on. Freaking Bears. I hate the Bears. Well, uh, Greenblood, as always, sir, we thank you for your call. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Hopefully you'll be able to call us back on Tuesday. And tell us how happy you are that the Jets won. Thank you for the call, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Enjoy your uh, your Jets football this weekend. We have a couple of other callers that we would like to uh, to get on the air, folks. We have an eight six two six eight six number on the air, for, sir. You are live, pure gold. Who's this? This is Miguel. Uh, Miguel, how are you, sir? What team are you a fan of? Miguel from HOM, David. How are you, buddy? Good, good. How are you, uh, HOM? That sounds familiar. Sir, talk to me. Which team are you rooting for? I'm not a big Jets fan, I mean, but I am. I do believe the Jets are going to win this week for um, a couple of reasons. Number one, they're, they're riding that high. That, uh, something that the Giants got on a few years ago when they won their Super Bowl. Um, 
yeah, they're going to go into a hostile environment, but I think right now the Jets are the unified. And, I mean, sometimes that unification that brings a team together overcomes overall talent. You look at the Giants run from a few years ago, I mean, they went into Dallas. Dallas was the number one seed. They were a much better team than the Giants. They went into Green Bay and Bay Green Bay. All those teams were a lot better. The only team that wasn't better than the Giants were, were the Buccaneers. And I think that's what the Jets have right now. They have that um, that unity. You know, they're they're going in, they're going into Pittsburgh united. They believe they can win, and honestly, they're going to win. And I don't even think the game is going to be that close. You know what I like, Miguel? So you think it's good? Miguel, you know what I like? I like that you're not a Jet fan, and you broke it down beautifully. Um, you know what I also like about this? I like the fact that the Jets always play better as the underdog, and I think that a lot of um, experts. Uh, believe it or not, are picking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win because of their experience and you know just the fact that they're at, you know at Heinz Field. But I I couldn't agree with you more, Miguel. I think the Jets are ready to actually get to the Super Bowl and hopefully win a Super Bowl. Absolutely, and like I said, I don't even think it's going to come down to a late uh, last minute field goal. Or I think the Jets are going to dominate. They're going to set the tempo from the very beginning and they're going to cruise into this. They're not going to blow them out, but I I see the Jets winning 21 to 10, 21 13. Somewhere around that line. Definitely, definitely some good stuff there, Miguel. Uh, what do you think about the Packers and the Bears? Any thoughts on that game? Packers all the way. Definitely. Now, when we get to you the, know, that, uh, when it gets to the Super Bowl, I mean, now, now we're let's. I'm, I'm, I am looking a little bit down the road, and I see the Packers and Jets, and I see. A little different story there for the for the sense that the Packers are on that same wave as well, but the yeah definitely be, being indoors, being on a being on a turf, I think it's going to benefit the the Pack a lot more than the Jets. So that's why probably I mean if I was to look down the road and look into a crystal ball, I, I would probably pick the Packers to beat the Jets in the Super Bowl. Ouch. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to disagree with you on that one. I know JB is hurt; he's crying like a baby. But you know what? I tell you this much. We'll see what happens, Miguel. As always, we thank you for your call. Hopefully you can call us back on Tuesday and give us your uh, analysis after the fact. Uh, we're going to have Kevin Knight on the air with us, but, you know, we'll take a little time out, talk some, some uh, football, obviously, because that's important. Again, we thank you for the call. Hopefully you'll be able to call us back again. Miguel, Absolutely. have a good night. You too, buddy. Definitely some good stuff from Miguel. Um, I believe we have another call on the air. Let me take this one. We have a uh, Five five one five seven four. You are live on the air with Pure Gold. Hello. Hello, anybody there? Okay, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> well, it looks like uh, you got nervous and hung up. Uh, JB, any other thoughts on football before we move on to uh, some other things? No, I just uh, I'm glad we had two callers. Hope we had more, but. Um, those two callers are always give great, you know, they give good insight. I think we broke down both games very well. We might not be able to get to the games because of the interview with Kevin Knight. So, folks, if we don't get to it on Tuesday, we'll try to get to it on, um, you know, there is two weeks to the Super Bowl, so we might not get to it next week because we have two big interviews lined up, DG. So I just want to make sure that the fans know we might not get to it. Definitely. Um uh, we have to. We were gonna have to at least touch on it, but we may not get into the analysis, folks. You'll find it on Tuesday. It's gonna be a big show for us. JB, hit us with your nuggets before we go on to some other things. Okay. I mean, I basically I got like four little nuggets here, but it, it's interesting to note that um, President Obama is a Chicago Bear fan. Obviously, he's a a big time Chicago. Uh, being oh, the Bears are gonna lose. There you go. That, that's a perfect reason. They're done. See you, Obama. See you, Bears. Out of yeah, here. What's interesting about it is that Obama will uh, attend the Super Bowl, he says, if the Chicago Bears are in it. And um, believe it or not, uh, the Super Bowl is probably one of the most tight, the most tight security places you'll ever go to. You know, they'll they'll follow you everywhere. They'll pad you down. I think it'll be make fans totally miserable, especially Jet fans being there for the first time if the president's there, because um, you know I think they'll actually have security follow you to the bathroom. I think they'll help you. They'll help you flush the toilet. I just think President Obama <laughs> just stay home, just stay home, and you know, just watch the game from the White House like every other president does. Please stay away from Dallas. You might get tased. You might actually get tased if uh, if Obama's there. You know what, JB? I would love it if the president's there, just so he can see his beloved Chicago Bears lose. 
to New right. Jersey and New York's own, the New York Jets. All right. My next nugget, basically, the New Jersey Nets, the three-ring circus that is called the New Jersey oh, Nets. Oh, you they, took it, JB! JB, you took my, you took it from me. Oh, man. talk, go, 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 just go, please. Maybe it's not the same nugget, but basically they cut ta- ties with trade talks with Car- Carmelo Anthony and Denver, and um, you know, it's to me, it's a, to me, it's not a ploy. I think that this Russian Prokhorov is just a, um, you know, he 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 wants it his way or no way, and I I just uh, you know, well, he makes he means good intentions, but. Just to cut ties with Carmelo Anthony, I just think is the wrong move, um, and I don't see it even being a ploy. I just think that the Denver Nuggets want to unload him eventually, and if New Jersey was patient enough, they they would basically get him. But it looks like he might actually end up a Nick now. So it's interesting to see that the Nets have cut trade talks trade talks off with the Denver Nuggets. Is that what you were going to say, DJ? Yes, sir. That's actually almost word for word. I think you stole it from me. You may have looked at the rundown on my end, but uh, I was going to touch on that. I hope he ends up a Nick. As you know, I'm a Knicks fan. Um, not always a Knicks fan. I can't front, but I'm hoping he ends up with uh, the Knicks. And, you know, like you said, Brokaw said, too long, too expensive. See ya. Hit us with your next nugget, JB. Okay. Uh, I got two more. Actually, one less nugget and then a rant, if you don't mind. Um, just heard on the news. I just want to share with folks that might have not listened to the news tonight. But uh, Michelle Obama, President Obama's wife, has now partnered with Walmart, believe it or not, to become uh, the first healthier, healthy food chain in America. And what I mean by this is that she's actually endorsing Walmart to be the healthy supermarket of choice. So that that should make a bit, big impact on, I think, a lot of supermarket retailers like Whole Foods, like Gristides, like, uh, you know, even like ShopRite and A&P to an extent, that she has decided that Walmart will be the company and the retailer that promotes healthy eating, which is very interesting, and it's going to be very interesting to see how the rest of the supermarkets, the supermarket retailers react to this because it's, you know, I never would have thought that Walmart, of all the retailers, would decide to go healthy and have actually have Michelle Obama back them up, DG. Definitely interesting. Um, I'm actually surprised you didn't put that right after the president's nugget, uh, if the president is a nugget, uh, after what you said about uh, President Obama. But that is definitely interesting. I, I saw it on Yahoo today, but I didn't really get it. Did you either? Hello? It looks like we might have lost DG for a second there. Well, hopefully you'll call back in, DG. Um and finally, my rant, believe it or not, is uh, <laughs> I am so tired of the snow. I'm so tired of winter. Mother Nature, let me just say, you've won. <laughs> you've definitely won. I I give up. Uh, you've definitely shown that you're definitely superior to mankind. No more freaking snow, please, Mother Nature. I'm tired of the snow. I'm tired of cleaning my car three times this week. And... It's just been a terrible winter so far. I mean, please, let's get through this with no more snow. I know we have another storm coming tonight, so it's very annoying, very annoying. DG, you back? I I guess not, folks. Um, We must have some technical difficulties. DG? DG, you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. I don't know what happened. Uh, looks like uh, Fitz gave me the boot. I'm uh, sorry. What was it that? What was the last thing you said, sir? Oh, I, I went into my last rant because uh, I thought you might have got cut off because I didn't hear it for a second. But I was telling uh, the the pure gold folks that I'm so tired of this winter already. I mean, Mother Nature. I was telling the folks that Mother Nature, you win. I mean, there's I give up. Mankind it bows down to you, Mother Nature. Please, in the Northeast, stop the snow, stop the freezing rain. Stop the rain. Stop everything. I am tired of cleaning my car four times over this past winter already, and we're supposed to get another three to six inches tonight. I am just done with winter, DG. I cannot wait for spring. Even though spring training is only a month away, I could care less about the Mets, but I am just so done with this winter. Sir, you are absolutely right, and uh, I agree with that. Hopefully the weather will be a little bit better tomorrow. We won't have to deal with anything. But you know what? Supposedly we're going to have a snowstorm, so I guess we will see 
what happened. Um, so is that it, JB? I take it that you're done with your nuggets? Oh, I am done. <laughs> well, folks, it's that time again. DG, even though I got cut off before, don't know exactly what happened. I'm going to dive into a couple of things here, and I'm going to start off with the New York Metropolitans. But first, before I go into that, I believe we have a couple of calls on the line. Um, 862-686, you are live and on the air with Pure Gold. Okay, looks like today uh looks like today people aren't calling in. Uh there's also an eight six two eight six two five nine one. You are live and on the air, sir. Hey, what's going on, Mr. D G to the Carlos from Clifton calling. Carlos from Clifton. Doing good. How are you, sir? What would you like to talk about? I wanna talk about the game on Sunday and these bum Jets fans. That's what I wanna talk about. <laughs> I so take you know, on the Jets why fans? Do, why do, yeah, why do these Jets fans think they deserve some sort of respect? You know, like, what, what, have, you, what, what, what have you guys won that, that I should respect the Jets? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> JB, you want to feel that one? <laughs> I don't know. We just got done beating the Super Bowl champions uh, three times over the Patriots, and we beat, you know, Peyton Manning and his team both on their own home field. So I think that they deserve, deserve a little respect going to Pittsburgh. Uh, so they deserve a little respect for beating a team that stumbled into the playoffs, beat down, and, and a one-dimensional team, and, and i got to respect them. See, I, I, you know, if they win this Sunday, I, I might give them some respect, you know, because Pittsburgh is a solid team. But uh, I, I don't think you get any respect for beating a beat-down Colts, you know, that, that, that staggered into the playoffs. Uh, I mean, you know, sorry. Are you, sorry saying that the Patri- are, are you saying the Patriots staggered into the playoffs? No, the Colts. The Patriots oh. are one-dimensional, and they got exposed. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing you're a Giants fan, Carlos. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Giants fan. Big Blue, Wrecking Crew. <laughs> well, no, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to pick on the Giants, but tell me out of the four teams, rank the four teams for me. Tell me who's going to go to the Super Bowl, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Go ahead. Uh, I think it's going to be Green Bay and Pittsburgh. And uh, I'm going to have to go with Green Bay in this one. Yeah, they're looking yeah. really good. Yeah, Green Bay is definitely hot right now. Um, DJ, um, I, I respect uh, Carlos's opinion, believe it or not. I think that there are a lot of Jet fans that have inflated egos, and they haven't really won anything yet. They're just back where they were last year. I mean, they need to win this game to really legitimize you know, their season, I think. That's actually yeah. a good point because I'm, considering how hot the Steelers are and considering how good Roethlisberger is and the fact that he's already a two-time uh, you know, Super Bowl champ, I think Carlos has a good point. Um, it can be, as a Giants fan as well, it can be a little obnoxious listening to Jets fans rant and rave. I know that um, you know my partner is not one of those obnoxious Jets fans, but Carlos, I think you, you have a good point. Um, I know you're not picking the uh, Jets, but can you see them anyway pulling out a victory on Sunday? Yeah, I can see the Jets pulling off an upset. You know, they're not a, they're not a bad team. You know, uh, this week they're really going to be put to the test. I mean, they did beat Pittsburgh before, but you know, Pittsburgh also didn't have Palomalu playing. So I, I want to see how that's going to turn out with Palomalu out there, and if they're going to let Sanchez really throw the ball. I mean, they'll have a shot. Let me let me ask you one more question, sir. Do you agree with the comments made by Antrell Roll earlier this week that the Giants are better than all four teams in the playoffs? I'm going to have to say no because they're sitting at home. <laughs> that is a good answer, and that's a smart football fan. Carlos, we thank you for the call. Hopefully you'll be able to call in Tuesday. See if you got your predictions right. You're picking the Steelers and the Packers. We'll see how that goes. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before uh, before we move on? No, no, I'm, I'm just going to be listening, man. You guys do your thing, and uh, I'll talk to you guys Tuesday. All right, Carlos, thank you, sir, for calling in. Much appreciated. Um, that, folks, that was Carlos from Clifton, another uh, loyal listener to the show. As we segue from football, I had to take the call, folks. Fans, you guys are number one on this show. If we're talking about anything, we'll be talking to you about whatever you want to talk. Um, JB covered the Nets, and they're announced with Miguel Prokhorov. Um, Mikhail, excuse me. Um, I have one Mets note, JB. I want to see what you think about this because I have quite a few other things that I want to get into. Bob Clampish wrote a great article in the Bergen Record yesterday. He was talking about how the Mets need to go after Albert 
Pujols if and only if he becomes a free agent. Um, he would be eligible if the Cardinals don't sign him before string, spring training, which is in about five weeks. Albert has given the Cardinals a deadline to get him signed, and if they don't get him signed, he will not talk about it. And I'm not talking season, spring training, folks. If the if he's not signed in a month, basically, he's going to walk at the end of the year. You know, they have that two-week window after the World Series is over where they can sign him. But, um, you know, obviously he's one of, if not the best offensive players in the game. Any team that got him would be 100 times better for it. And, JB, I know you're, you're probably thinking, what is this guy smoking? But the fact of the matter is the Mets would have a massive advantage over every other team. And do you know what that is, JB? Uh, tell me, DJ. The fact that the Red Sox and the Yankees do not need Pujols, they won't go after Pujols. They already have all-star top-tier first baseman who signed to long-term contract. Not sure if Gonzalez is signed yet. Uh, I believe he got an extension, but I could be incorrect about that, JB. I know that Teixeira is going to be in a Yankee uniform for many years to come. The Yankees have no use for Pujols, neither do the Red Sox. So the Mets would be the top-level team in terms of uh, money that they can spend, you know, the highest spender, so they can go after him and they can go all out, go all out if the Wilpons let loose the purse strings. Um, the definitely would be huge. The Mets have been a disaster, there's no doubt, JB, but the fact is it's still a New York stage for one of the best players in the game. The Chris Capuanos and the Chris Youngs, that's not going to get the job done. Not going to put any fannies in the seats. Nobody's going to City Field this year. They're going to be terrible because they have no pitching. But, uh, you know, if you're counting on Bay and Beltran to be all-stars again, that's obviously no given. The Mets would have a good lineup if that were the case, but we just don't know. JB, I know we can dream, but what do you think about the Mets' chances on that one? You know what, DJ? The more and more you talked about it, the more and made, more it made sense to me that the Mets do go after him. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to think like the Mets because God knows that the Mets' uh, logic these days is just, just as bad as the WWE. But let me tell you, uh, from the pers- from the perspective of Albert Pujols, this guy is a phenom, you know, at the plate. And basically, he won already a World Series ring with the Cardinals, so he's already yeah. got that under his belt, right? So how about this? Yep. How about I come to How about I come to New York, and come to a team that really has no captain per se, and become the leader of this team and lead this team to a World Series championship? So I don't think. It's a far-fetched idea. I think he might be intrigued by the fact that, you know, as the song says, as Frank Sinatra says, if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. So for him to come to New York and carry New York on his back and hopefully win a world championship with them, I think that he'd get all the money in the world that the Mets would pay him, plus all the, obviously, the advertisements and all the shows and all the interviews that he'd be able to do in New York. He'd be in a big, you know, in a big town. And, you know, I just think that the fact that he would be, um, the opportunity to carry a New York baseball team, just like you know, A. Rod wanted to do that for the Yankees. I think he'll be able to do that with the Mets, and hopefully, you know, it's a win-win situation. Totally agree, JB. When I first read it, I looked at the title and I'm like, this guy is nuts. But as I read the article, it convinced me because the fact is, the Cardinals don't. The, the, the other thing too, JB, the Cardinals and, and Pujols, according to reports, are very far apart in terms of how much money and how many years. So they're not even close. The fact is they don't have a lot of time to sign him, and a deal like that needs some time to be taken. Obviously, he has a good relationship with the Cardinals, but he said, if I'm not signed by March, it's done, wait till the end of the year. And we know what that means, guys. Typically, 9 out of 10 of them will walk. So the fact that the Red Sox and the Yankees have no need for him, won't even go after him, the Mets will be in the clear, folks. If, if you know, It's not as far-fetched as it sounds. And like J.B. pointed out, him coming to New York, leading a team, you know, he he already is a prolific player. That's the only thing left on his resume. He's got his title, so we'll see where that goes. But I would love it because, honestly, this would be for 2012. There's nothing to look forward to as a Mets fan for 2011, but Albert Pujols would put a ton of fannies in the seats. And can you imagine if they kept Reyes, had right, and Pujols? And, I mean, Ike Davis said he would he would be a relief pitcher if they got Pujols. So, I mean, who knows about that, but that would be amazing, folks. Uh Moving on to a couple other things, folks, out of the sports world, I would like to talk about movies, and I would like to talk about the blockbuster movies, the blockbuster feature films coming out this year. First of all, huge news, JB, I know you're a big fan of this franchise, and we slightly discussed it, Anne Hathaway has been cast to play the role of Selina Kyle, better known as Catwoman, in the new Batman sequel, The Dark Knight Rises. By the way, I hate that name, but that's besides the point. Um, Tom Hardy of Inception fame was also cast a while back as an unknown villain. That villain has now been revealed. 
to be none other than Bane, the man infamous for breaking Batman's back. This is huge news, folks, for this highly anticipated sequel. This is going to be Christopher Nolan's last film in the series. If he's going to go out, he wants to go out with a bang. Literally, JB, give us your thoughts on this one. I also think it's actually, uh, if I read correctly, I also think this is Christian Bale's last movie as Batman. So um, they've got to obviously make this one a good one. Um, I don't understand the casting of Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. I uh, I mean, I could give you, uh, not. I mean, I'd have to think about it, obviously, but I could give you like five better actresses than Anne Hathaway to be Catwoman, to be honest with you. Um, I like the idea of having Bane, although I would prefer Riddler because I thought that the Riddler would have been, you know, another type of thought-provoking uh, movie with some action. But, um, you know, Anne Hathaway's casted. You know, we have to wait till July 20th. 2012 to see this movie and I couldn't agree with you more. I don't like the name of the movie, but again, I'm a big fan of this this, you know, revamped Batman series that's uh that you know, Christopher Nolan has rolled out. Uh big fan of the, the movie so far. So we can only hope that this third movie that comes out on July 20th, 2012 is as good as The Dark Knight was 2 years ago. Definitely, Dark Knight's one of the greatest films I've ever seen, one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, I absolutely loved it. I've seen it several times. I totally agree, JB. I'm glad you mentioned it. Anne Anne Hathaway's a good actress, do not get me wrong. But I see her, and I just don't see Selena Kyle. I don't even know what they were thinking with this one. I mean, she's a big-name actress. She's obviously a 100 times better than Katie Holmes or uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. In terms of a lead actress for the movie, but she just, I just look at her and I don't see uh, I don't see Catwoman. I, I mean, I've always been a big fan of Kate Beckinsale, you know, and she's been a physical actress in the past with her Underworld movies. I think she would have been a, a better cast per se as a character for that movie, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, moving on to a couple other movies, folks. There's a couple of summer blockbusters, some surefire blockbusters that I would like to uh, discuss. JB, I know you're a big comic book guy. Well, you like some comic books. First off, we're going to have to go with Thor. Thor comes out May 6th. I'm not sure if this is going to be any good, but I will definitely check this movie out as a lifelong lifelong comic book fan uh, and as a, an art major and, you know, graphic designer and somebody who's been – I've been into art my entire life and I've been drawing since I was five. So, you know, my dream, JB, I used to want to be a comic book artist, but that kind of fell through. What do you think about Thor and how that ties into all the Marvel mega hits that are coming out this year? Well, I, I haven't really read up on Thor, DG, but let me ask you a couple of questions. Who is, who's been casted as Thor? I forget the guy's name. I have to look it up. Um, I, if you could see the trailer, if you can check it out online, I mean, the, the suit looks good, so I'm thinking that, you know, it, it's going to be good from that perspective. They kind of have uh, Thor cast as like a selfish, you know, kid who gets thrown or a boy who gets thrown to, to Earth, but... Uh, I'd have to look up and see. Maybe Fitz can check that out for us, the actor's name. I know it's somebody you've never heard of. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. But uh, it should definitely, definitely be an, an interesting film to see what the plan is and, and you know, where they go. Um, the actual ha- actor's name is Chris Hemsworth. And in the suit, he looks great. But, again, I've never heard of the man. So I guess we'll kind of, you know, see where that goes, uh, JB. Uh, moving on to another film. Not sure how you, how you dig this, JB, but Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger or Caribbean, as I like to say, being Puerto Rican, on Stranger Tides comes out May 20th. So two weeks after Thor, we have this one. This is the fourth part in the Pirates of the Caribbean series. It's going to be the first time that Orlando Bloom and Kieran Knightley are not in a film. Um, they're still going to have a couple of the other characters coming back, but mainly it's focused on Johnny Depp as uh, Jack Sparrow. Um, I like the first movie. Second one wasn't bad, but it seemed like a giant trailer for part three, and part three was a bit of a letdown. JB, any interest in this film? Um, I think I agree with you. The first one was good. Second one started to go downhill. The third one was a preview for the fourth one that's coming out. And um, I don't like when movies, um, you know, movie series do that. So um, I think I – do you know if this is the last movie of the series or are there more to come? No, actually, there's going to be more to come. I think they're trying to make this another trilogy with Johnny Depp as the sole, you know, main actor per se. Penelope Cruz is going to be in this one as well. But I'm pretty sure that they're already talking about part five. Oh, wow. I mean, if it's making money, I guess that you can't argue with that because it is all about the money, as Vince McMahon says. But, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the fourth one. But I'm going to be honest with you, DG. 
If this one, again, is another preview to the fifth movie, then you know what? I give up on Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Depp, go back to being Edward Scissorhands or being whatever you want to be, but uh, stop being the Pirate of the Caribbean. Well, folks, moving on to our next film. Uh, This is another comic book film, JB. I want to see how you feel about this one. Green Lantern is coming out the week after my birthday, June 17th. Honestly, JB, I'm looking forward to it simply, again, as a comic book fan, and that this might be interesting. Not really sure about the casting. I think Ryan Reynolds is a good actor, but not too fond of him in this role. Hal Jordan is not a comedian. He is a serious character, as evidenced by all of his, you know, all the comics that I've read of him. Um, I honestly don't think this is going to be a good movie, but there's no doubt that I'm going to see it. I'm going to drag my wife to, you know, check it out no matter what. The suit is all CGI, which has a lot of fanboys, you know, they're... Undies are up in a bunch, but, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. I imagine that a lot of the characters in the set pieces will be CGI because, you know, the main thing with Green Lantern, even though he's the protector of Earth, but he's all over the the galaxy. So, you know what, JB? DC just does not make good movies. Not like Marvel with, you know, most of their their films have been good. Other than the Dark Knight movies, uh, JB, Superman Returns wasn't that good. Uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight were amazing, two of the greatest comic films, two of the greatest films I've ever seen, but not too sure about how this is going to turn out, sir. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, you're definitely the expert when it comes to the comic books and these type of movies. Um, If I was to pick between uh, going to see The Green Lantern or going to see Thor, I would pick The Green Lantern because I relate to that more as a kid. So it would definitely be interesting what what type of movie that becomes. But I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we see it again and again. And did you hear that they're actually recasting um, the Spider-Man series again? Oh, Lord. I don't even understand what the logic behind that is, JB. The movies just came out recently. The fact is that, I, first of all, I mean, I know that House has proven that a British actor can play an American role just good, but... I mean, that, the kid who plays, uh, or the kid, he's almost my age, he's 27. How are you going to cast a 27-year-old British dude to be Spider-Man who's supposed to be in high school? I don't even understand the logic behind that. And I don't see why they wanted to recast this movie and do it all over again. There's no need for it, considering that the three were, part three sucked, but the, the three movies were mega successful, and it just came out a, a few years ago. I don't get it, JB, but, you know, I, I can go, we can do an entire show about how much I hate the casting for Spider-Man, the original and this one. Moving on to the next film, JB, I think you might be interested in this one. We have Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon. It will be coming out July 1st, and I'm looking forward to it, if only to see if it's better than Part 2. It was critically panned, and I love Part 2 because of the action and Optimus Prime in the woods destroying all the Decepticons. That was beautiful. That was a piece of modern art. But, um, you know, I mentioned the video game a couple weeks ago, the new Transformers were for Cybertron and how much I love it, and growing up as a kid, being such a huge Transformers fan. This may be the third, uh, the final installment in the series. Like I said, it's the third one, so I'm looking forward to it. What about you, JB? Yeah, definitely. I mean, as a kid, um, I know for me personally, I, I love the Transformers, and I love the way they've turned the cartoon into, like, the three movies that, I mean, the two movies that they've done so far. So the third one, I, I'm pretty sure, won't disappoint. Um, I did like the first one more than the second one. Um, I'm not sure how you felt about that one, DG, but... Uh, the third one, again, July 1st. Looking forward to seeing that one, definitely. And hopefully, um, you know, usually with movies and a series, um, I don't know, um, more more so than not, you know, you usually want to end a series after three movies because after that, I think it becomes all downhill. I think that the storylines become shoddy. So hopefully that the, the third one is a great movie and they end the series right there, DG, with Transformers. I totally agree. Hopefully they'll have some new interesting characters, but I'd love, you know, I'd like the first two. Um, keeping up with the comic book theme, we have one more film coming out this year, which I'm looking forward to, JB. This is the, basically, for all intents and purposes, the Superman of Marvel. Captain America, the first Avenger, comes out on July 22nd. This movie's weird to me, JB, only because they're casting someone who's already been previously cast in a Marvel movie. Chris Evans, who played the Human Torch in the first two Fantastic Four films, uh, he's going to down the stars and stripes for this role. The suit looks pretty sweet, I have to admit, and you know we'll end up seeing how good or bad this movie is. Marvel's done a great job with the Iron Man films. I think Thor will be good, and I think that this film will also be good, setting up for the Avengers movie in the, in the near future. But, JB, what are your thoughts on uh, Captain America, who throws his mighty shield? Well, I mean, Captain America, again, another 
uh, superhero that I watched as a kid growing up and uh, looking forward to see the way they interpret, you know, this character on the big screen. So it de- it's definitely another movie that I want to see, like, as yourself. Um, and ju- it's interesting that they recasted, um, you know, and used uh, this guy, Ev- his last name is Evans, right, you said? Yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting how they took him from the the Fantastic Four, and now he's being Captain America. I mean, it was it would have been that hard to find somebody to be Captain America that wasn't in the Fantastic Four. Um, that's just uh, I guess that right there just boggles my mind. But anyway, definitely looking forward <laughs> to seeing Captain America, and hopefully it's just as good as the rest of the Marvel comic book movies have been. Definitely, JB. And last but not least, this is not in the summer blockbuster season. I believe that all these movies are going to make a ton of money, and people are going to go to see them, and we're going to go see them. As a matter of fact, we should probably do a a couple of PG remotes on this one. But Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, this is the fourth part of the series. It comes out December 21st. There's basically no info on it except for the fact that Tom Cruise and Ving Rhames and uh, for the first three movies, and then Simon Pegg also for the last movie, he's coming back. Tom, I believe, is going to be doing a little bit less in this movie, so it may not be him as in the starring vehicle. Um, but the fact is that I love Ethan Hunt. I love what they did in the first movie. Third movie was awesome. I actually did something weird, and I saw the movies in reverse order, which I've never done before, but uh, my buddy George wanted me to see part three when it came out. I saw it. I loved it. Then I decided to see part two and then finally part one. Part two wasn't that great because of the weird style that the film was shot in, but it's been amazing with the action, the set pieces, and all the different actresses and the, and the team. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. JB, any any thoughts on Mission Impossible? Have you seen any of the other films, sir? I've seen the first two. I, I mean, I saw the first two movies, and I used to watch the series on TV. Um, obviously, you can't compare the two because of special effects, and, and the storyline, I think, is just much better uh, in the movies. Tom Cruise um, did a pretty good job the first two movies, and I'm glad that he doesn't have a big role in this next coming movie because, you know, I just think that Tom Cruise's uh, career um, as an actor has just pretty much gone you know, slowly downhill. So hopefully, you know, they, they cast it around a bigger actor and hopefully that, you know, I I, I always love the action. Um, I'm I'm actually a bigger fan of the James Bond movies um, that, um, that come out recently. But, you know, Mission Impossible is right up there with me. Definitely another movie I want to see uh, coming soon. Definitely, folks. Um, so there, there you have it, our film reviews, our film previews. Folks, this is what we're going to be watching this year and uh, throughout 2011. It's going to be a lot of good movies that are going to come out, so we're looking forward to that. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, anything about movies, please feel free to call in. Um, moving on, folks, to the world of wrestling as we wrap the show up. I have a couple of notes, not too much on SmackDown. I actually have one note on SmackDown. Um, this is a spoiler, folks, so if you don't want to hear it, turn off your radio or internet or don't turn anything off just listen to us and close your ears the name of wade barrett's new group folks are you ready for it drum roll please one of the absolute stupidest names i've ever heard in my life the core spelled with two r's jb what kind of a terrible name is that for a group who comes up with this garbage i don't understand it so you're telling me that Wade Barrett was the leader of Nexus, created it with Gabriel, Slater, and all the rest of these goofs. They founded the group, but somehow their leader gets kicked out, and now they have to go to a different show and change their name? What sense does that make? It makes absolutely no sense to, to have them, you know, they're intact on another show with a different name, but yet you have the new Nexus, which is all different guys, minus Atunga, using the original name. JB, I think the core is destined for failure. The new Nexus will probably be right behind them. None of this, folks makes any sense. It's typical WWE crapola, and I honestly believe that they'll probably have a WrestleMania match, and it'll suck. JB, break that down for us. I think you did a good job breaking that down, because it can't get any broke, more broke than that, but folks. That is just so bad <laughs> to call the second group of Nexus, the core, with two R's. I mean, did, did, did Vince check, uh, use spell check with that one? Uh, obviously not. It's spelled C-O-R-E. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that is just pure crap. I, I think that's our pure crap segment of the day, folks, that we've uh, split the Nexus group into two different groups, and now we're calling the other group the core with two R's. You know what the two R's folks stand for? Really retarded. DG? 
<laughs> Actually, you know, JB, that was very good. <laughs> Moving right along, and on the last note before we close out the show, folks, JB is going to give you some scores in a minute. I read online, and this is huge for me, again, as a video game guy. I saw a picture of it, JB, the immortal Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior have been confirmed on an alternate cover of the new WWE All-Stars video game. This is huge news, folks. To have Hogan, Savage, and Warrior in one game has not happened. And I looked this up, JB, since 1992, Super WrestleMania for the NES and, well, Super Nintendo, and for the Sega Genesis. JB, this is huge. It looks like it's going to be a, a, a sweet game that, you know, the guys are jacked up, looking like they're on steroids, which... You know, most of these guys were on steroids. Um, it's going to be a sweet game that appeals to the kids nowadays who watch wrestling. It's going to be an over-the-top fighting style type of game. So you have your hardcore fans like JB and myself. You have your younger crowd who's into the fighting games. And then you have those who simply like fighting games and not so much wrestling. This is definitely going to be an interesting game. JB, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm you know, it never shocks me. When you give me these little nuggets about like uh, you know people appearing in, in these new video games because it comes down to money, and obviously it's all about the money. But I love the idea that you know in one game you can have the Macho Man, the Ultimate Warrior, and Hulk Hogan back under you know basically one game. And uh, you know as a side nugget, folks, um, to me it was as a kid I guess you know back in 1990 when I first started watching the WWE slash F. Um, my favorite match of all time, and still is, uh, for WrestleMania, is still the Ultimate Challenge. I think it had the biggest hype for the biggest, you know, two main eventers at the time, and it was title for title. I had never seen that before. You know, the Intercontinental Champion against the WWE slash F Champion, uh, Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, and uh, still to this day, DG, that's still my favorite match of all time in WrestleMania history. Definitely, JB. Uh, that's an amazing match. I remember watching that as a kid at my uncle's house and crying when Hulk Hogan lost. My brother and I were very upset about that. JB, as we finish the show, give us some scores before I talk about our upcoming guests. Okay, DJ, thank you. Um, we had a light schedule on the NBA tonight. We had the Charlotte Bobcats beating the Philadelphia 76ers 100-97. to and just recently, uh, about five minutes ago, the Chicago, Bear, Chicago Bears, I'm still talking football, the Chicago <laughs> The Chicago Bulls beat the Dallas Mavericks 82-77. And just getting underway, folks, the Clippers are playing Portland, and it looks like the Clippers have jumped out to an 18-4 lead already in the first quarter. And some NHL scores, the Buffalo Sabres beat the Boston Bruins 4-2. The Toronto Maple Leafs beat Anaheim Mighty Ducks 5-2. The Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Atlanta Thrashers 3-2. The New Jersey Devils, who have been streaking lately, have beat the Pittsburgh Steelers minus uh, Mr. Crosby, mind you, Pittsburgh Steelers. My New York Islanders unfortunately lost to the Washington Capitals. The Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Flyers, who have been hot all year, beat Ottawa six to two. The New York Rangers lost to the Carolina Hurricane, thank God, four to one. Just final now in overtime, the Detroit Red Wings beat the St. Louis Blues four to three. And still playing at the end of the two, it's Dallas over Edmonton 3-2, Nashville 3-0 over Colorado, San Jose 1-0 over Vancouver, and Los Angeles and Phoenix are tied at zero. DG, have a good night. You too, sir. Folks, one final note before we close out. Kevin Knight of the IWF will be joining us next Tuesday, January 25th, for our first mega interview Folks, we're excited. He's the creator and founder of the IWF. We couldn't be more thrilled. Also joining us, we will have Pyro Falcon, writer for the popular wrestling website onlineonslaught.com. He'll be joining us next Thursday, January 27th, to give us his predictions on the Royal Rumble and to talk all things WWE, folks. And finally... Huge news, we have actor Anthony Tyler Quinn, who will be joining us on Thursday, February 10th, the week of Valentine's Day, folks, our show before we go to the big holiday. He is uh, one of the stars in the hit show Boy Meets World back in the day, I remember that, great show. He was a uh, teacher, Mr. Turner. He's guest starred in more recent years on such hit shows as House, The Mentalist, Dexter, and Cold Case. He also appeared in such films Black Sheep with uh, my boy David Spade and, uh, you know, God rest his soul, Chris Farley. 
And he also started in a romantic film recently, a couple years ago, No Greater Love. I just saw it. Awesome movie. The wife, Sarah, and I loved it. It is that time once again, folks. Remember, tune in next Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our next show. For JB, this is DG of Pure Gold reminding you to always keep it PG. Good night, everyone. Join us next week. Go Jets.